0: We apologize. Due to technical difficulties, recording the first portion of the sermon, the audio was not available. We are working to correct this. from him. And that's the way it normally goes, isn't it? I mean, everybody has those people and their families that are experts in their field. And they really hate being reminded that they're experts in whatever field they are. And this is no different from pastors. I don't know of a single congregation that would want to look at a list of names to call and see a name they remember as a little boy. Because definitely we can't have him as our pastor because well we know what he did when he was 8, when he was 10. He was definitely not pastor material then to be perfectly honest, and for full disclosure, there's not a single person who's ever stood in a pulpit that has not had those times when he was six or eight or ten where he wasn't pastor material. But then again, that's all of us, right? All of us have had those moments where we're not even, could be considered Christian material because of things we have done. And that is where we find ourselves in the Gospel reading. We have people taking offense to Jesus because they remember Him from when He was little and trying to figure out who this Jesus is that they see now. And then you have Jesus also being astonished that they won't receive Him. But again, that's not uncommon either. said many who heard Him were astonished. They took offense at Him. Asking, where did this man get these things? What what is the wisdom given to him? They're like, we know where he went to school. We know what he grew up to be. Is not this the carpenter? Why is he teaching like he's one of the great rabbis? And they took offense because he is not what they wanted him or they thought him to be. And again, that's the same thing that we all struggle with. is Sometimes Jesus presents himself to us in ways that we're not ready to hear. Ways that we're not ready to see. But ways that he has always done it. And it's always the people who seem to be the closest that have the hardest problem. Jesus can't go into Nazareth without the people being astonished. Ezekiel is called To the exiles in Babylon. And they don't want to receive him. Because well he's one of them. He's one of them that had been carried off as well. From Jerusalem. How could he have something great to tell us? And many many of the other prophets. Had the same problem. That they could preach anywhere else. Except for where they were from. But many times God sent them to the places where they were from. But He sends them because they are the ones who are supposed to have that firm foundation that's laid in God's excellent Word. But some people go, wait, wait, no. I can't accept that. Is not this Jesus the carpenter? Is this not the Son of Mary? And the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon. And aren't his sisters here too? I mean, we know this guy inside and out. Or we think we do. And that's where Jesus' own astonishment comes in. Mark tells us he marveled at their unbelief. That they had closed themselves off so quickly to hearing his word. Now, Jesus being omniscient, Knows they're going to shut their ears to Him. Knows He's not going to be able to do some of the great things that He did in Capernaum and Cana and all the rest of the places that He had been already. And as the other Gospel writers talk about it, they ask Him about those things. But He could do no mighty work there except for to lay His hand on a few sick people. Because Jesus is facing the same thing he did to Ezekiel from our Old Testament reading. Where God tells him, Son of man, I am sending you to the people of Israel, to nations of rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. As I said, Ezekiel is sent to the exiles in Babylon. Those who had been carried off. And those children who had been born, that first generation Of exiles in Babylon, those who didn't know Jerusalem. But even those who had been with Ezekiel when they were carried out from Jerusalem would not listen, would harden their hearts to not hear the word of the Lord. Why is that? Because they have made themselves by their sin and by the sins of their fathers that have built up to their exile into a heathen nation, and if not just a heathen nation, even more heathen than the nations that God had thrown out of the promised land in front of them. And this is what saddened Ezekiel. This is what saddened Jeremiah. It's what saddens and marvels Jesus. Because not only were the fathers sinners, And led them into sin. But God also says to Ezekiel, the descendants also are impudent and stubborn. So as we sang a moment ago, God sent prophets one after another after another. And each from age to age proclaiming God, the One, the Righteous Lord. They all came with the same message. Whether it was Moses going into Egypt. Whether it was Elijah or Isaiah, or Ezekiel, or Malachi, or even John the Baptizer. They all had the same message. And they all were turned away because people didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to give God the honor that it was due Him because it cramped what they wanted. So Jesus did exactly what He would tell His disciples to do a little bit later. He left Nazareth and went on to the other villages teaching there. If any place will not receive you, he says, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. And as he told Ezekiel, wherever you go, whether they hear you or refuse to hear you, they will know that a prophet has been among them. And that is the great thing. We strive to be the people who know that a prophet is among us right now. Not one who realizes days, weeks, months, or even years from now that, yeah, there was a prophet among us and we refused to listen to him. We didn't give him the honor that was due him. And what honor is due him? The exact thing that he sent the disciples out to do. He, took, he sent them out to proclaim that people should repent. That we should repent of our sins. And to give glory to the God who offers forgiveness. The one who says in our opening hymn this morning, what more can He say than to you He has said, who unto the Savior for refuge have fled. Because that's exactly what What repentance is. That's exactly what the honor that is due God is. Is confessing our sins as we did at the beginning of the service this morning. Seeking refuge in His wonderful grace. That forgives us all of our sins. And says as He said to Paul. Not once, not twice, but three times. When He begged Him. To relieve him of the thorn in his side. My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. From age to age, generation to generation, God has said that very same thing to his people. My grace is sufficient for you. Whether you see it or not, it is Still sufficient. And to even better clarify it, my power is made perfect in weakness. Just like Jesus was able to preach a better sermon by leaving Nazareth than he was actually in the synagogue on that Sabbath. His power, his message was made perfect. In their weakness. Because later on, many would come to say, You know, I should have listened to Jesus before. And that's why we reach out to people with the love of Christ. That's why we reach out to do His work, is so that people have that moment to say, I didn't before, but I want to now before it's too late. Because when it is too late, yes, every knee in heaven and on earth and under the earth will bow and declare Jesus Christ to be the Son of God. Some to their great glory, some to their own condemnation. May God protect us from that and protect those that we love from that same fate. Amen.